Termas Cinema Verde and International Film and Arts Festival. I am very kindly joined here today by the writer and producer, as well as the director for the film One Day We Will Dance With You. I'm joined by writer and producer Kate Adams, as well as director Alkis Pastapathoulos. That was not correct. I'm going to say your name. It was Sal Pastapathoulos, right? Sal Pastapathoulos. All right. You can say Alkis Papas and it's going to be fine, you know, do no. not worry about it. Sure, you get it. How Pastafopolis. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's perfect. Mm-hmm. Yes, okay, okay, okay. Thank you so much for joining me, you two. Thank you for having us. Thank Bye. All right, so I know that One Day We Will Dance With You is part of a larger project of yours, Kate. It is a part of Waters Attracted to Water. Uh, just, it's, I saw on the website that this project is described as, and I'm going to quote right here, a short film about the struggle to celebrate and find hope against the odds. Tell us a bit about how that project got started. Where were you feeling that struggle? Um, well, I mean, the whole thing with the, the Waters Attracted to Water project is it's partly about the way that we have become disconnected from the natural world and about um, bringing people into a kind of different relationship with water. Um, I love water. And I think there's something really special about the way that we connect to um, watery spaces in the world. Like we always want to be near water, but also it's um, the kind of um, the, the, the reason that life exists, which we talk about in the film. And um, so I was kind of using water to to look at how we can reconnect, because I think on one hand, there is this real sense of disconnection from the natural world. And um, and, and part of that also affects the way we engage with the climate crisis, because in order to really face some of the difficult emotions that we feel when we try to talk about it or deal with it, we also need to kind of balance that with um, building a stronger relationship with the world around us. So it's about kind of finding that balance between that struggle to face things that we find hard, but also the the kind of the the possibility of connecting to the world in a positive way as well. Yes, I see on the website at some point there's a lot of repetition of water is weird and the excitement behind the kind of weirdness and almost exuberance of so much of the natural world and especially the way that components of life function. Where was that sense of excitement towards that weirdness coming from? How did it blossom? Um, it's, it's really science. It's really the science side of it. Because I, I really think that when we connect to the natural world, like I don't want to separate out different discourses like we have to connect only in a spiritual way or only in a scientific way. I really want to have a, a full connection with the world around. And, um, and so it is the actual kind of extraordinary behavior of water molecules that I find so fascinating. And so um, I really, I try to kind of communicate some of that on the website, but we also play with that in the dance itself. And so we demonstrate in movements some of the ways that water, mo- water molecules move, because water is actually attracted to water, like water molecules are attracted to water molecules. <laughs> Yeah, the polarity, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. All right, my environmental science class did not fail me. This is going great. <laughs> so why choose water molecules? Um, how did that dance begin? And why choose a molecule to embody for this piece of art? Um, well, I mean, really the whole project, before even the film came out of being fascinated with 
um, how water behaves and how fascinating its behaviour is. And, and you need to go back to the molecular level in order to really celebrate how it behaves, um, as far as I'm concerned. And so, um, and I also think that one of the things, one of the problems we have in the way we deal with our relationship with nature, our relationship with the climate crisis, is that we quite often separate out um, scientific inquiry from our emotional relationship with the world. Um, so you get all these you know, scientific reports that are kind of stripped of any emotional quality or spiritual connection with the world. Or on the other hand, you sometimes get the opposite where we have a very strong emotional reaction, um, but we lose track of the scientific. And so I, I just think that we can, we can go into some of the molecular science in a really playful way with a dance that is really easy to learn for a community and um, educational um, in order to do something that is, it, it just is a celebration. Um, so, and um, actually the, um, some of the people who were in the film turned up when you were out and did the dance for you and prompt you, didn't they? Yes. yes. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah, tell me more about that. What exactly went down? Um, where to start? <laughs> <laughs> it was very difficult, but very also very funny. I mean, the, the situation was a bit challenging, I have to say, because we were like shooting, it was under the sun, and it was like these people that were like mostly friends of Kate's and like us. Yeah, yeah. And... So they weren't dancers, but they were like really into the idea of dancing and doing this for Kate's film. So, you know, they were under the sun for hours and it was like, you know, you could see that it was challenging for them, but yeah. they kept pushing and, you know, it, it kind of happened in a very, you know, masterful way in the, in the, in the end. I mean, from, from their side, I mean, they, they kept doing it again and again oh and again. Oh my God, yeah. It was... Like in the sun, like so intense, wasn't it? It was like, do we have to do one more? And I was like, I think we do. <laughs> yeah. Just absolute giving of the body to the art. So I want to ask a little bit more about you. You guys were saying that was mostly friends of yours. What? Why source friends for this dance instead of, say, like professional dancers? Um, because it's about community and it's about sharing a celebration. It's not about being good at dance. And, you know, like uh, it, it's it's about coming together with people that you love and um, having a celebration and doing a dance. And um, and you see like in the credits, one of my favourite bits, it's not really my favourite bit, but one of my favourite bits of the film is actually the credits, like with the pictures, because everyone's like having the picnic. And, um, and so although we did set up shots so that we had like the shots we wanted for the credits, it literally was a picnic. Yeah. And so um, it was, and the other thing was on a practical level, I have to say that it was in the, that period where we had a, a downturn of COVID. And so we could, um, we could do some stuff, but we still had to be really careful. And so it was really important to us to take care that so we would have, you know, like my friend Katerina and her family who would drive together as a family, as a household in their car, and they sat together for the picnic. And so we were really careful not to be mixing people inappropriately, but still to have that kind of um, bringing lots of people together thing. So that was another kind of thing, like not to be just bringing loads of, it was a care thing and also a, um, just, yeah, 
have, have people be... Which also affected the dance itself. Mm-hmm. I think that it was for a good reason in the end, because it turned out great. But like the fact that the dancers are not really in actual t- touch with each other, they don't touch each other, like yeah. they're not very physical, and they kept their distances, but it all felt... It was kind of magical because it was like right after the first lockdown where everybody was like very shocked and pretty depressed. And then we went out to on that lake and like people would have picnic and we would dance. And it was like like an oasis inside mm. this horrific thing that was happening all around us. And it was, I mean, we all had so much fun there. Yeah. I mean, it was very fun for everybody I mean, inside this period. And I think the title a little bit came from that feeling like one day we will dance with you came from because the actual theatre show had been cancelled due to COVID. And so we couldn't do anything. And it was this feeling that, you know, we can't dance together always now. And I can't go and like dance with all the different people. But one day we will dance with you. And that like that kind of feeling of hope. I love that sense of community and celebration. The the picnic especially was very kind of. Great British, Great British Bake Off esque, which I liked <laughs> a lot, and I was glad that you were um, from England because I was hoping that you would know what I'm talking about. <laughs> but I really wanted to talk a little bit more about that celebration and that kind of imp- the importance of the attitude because a lot of people would say that now is the time to focus on the issues and we need to be serious and there's no room for any attitude of celebration or hope or joy. We just need to, you know focus on action and you know you can see where I'm going with this what is the importance of attitude why is that something that you wanted to focus on with this film um because if we don't um celebrate what we have and live while we're living as well as take action as well as grieve for what we're losing then we're really losing the thing that we're trying to save and I think community and like um, caring for and creating situations with the people we love that sustain us emotionally and psychologically and connect us to what we still have and what we value, what we um, kind of treasure in the world is at the heart of being able to grieve for what we're losing and being angry about what we're losing and being distressed, all of those emotions that we need to cope with that are um, so hard to be with, which is why a lot of people don't want to face the climate crisis, um, need to have a balance with um, celebration, with love, with care, um, and with feeling, feeling a connection to life so that we are actually working for life you know, and being alive while we're alive. And I, you know, I think there is sometimes a tendency to have to get very caught up in a kind of doom situation. Um, And personally, um, you know, I, I have, I, I do accept in my heart, very strongly that we're in a very bad situation. I think it goes back a bit to what you were saying earlier, where you can't separate things when it comes to the climate crisis. You can't separate the science from the art. You can't separate good from bad. And you can't turn this into a one-sided narrative where there's like an angle to the to the story here. We have to 
you can't get all pieces in the equation. And part of that piece is the piece of celebration and hope and inspiration. And that's something that's the most, one of the most crucial piece in getting people to do action. If you just load people with doom and gloom, it's important for them to know that, but it also kind of has a bit of a demobilizing effect because yeah. people just feel so helpless. So is, is that kind of where you're going with this? Yeah, I think it can be paralyzing um, for sure. And I mean, the line, the, the uh, opening of the, of the film really is um, that moment where uh, Alexia floods me with the flood movement and I'm and I play the opposite from what I actually believe in that moment, which is, you know, we can't put a, um, a flood in the dance. And she talks about, you know, well, she yeah. says sadness can be a part of celebration as well. Yeah. Which I think, I mean, it's what hooked me in the project when Kate like talked to me about it for the first time. It was exactly what Kate says, this struggle between these two, you know, forces, but the one that's trying to be hopeful and celebrative about stuff and the other one that's like, but look at where we're at right now. But that's still something that can be celebrated. I mean, for me, this is not a have-go-lucky project, like yeah. that everything is great. It's a project that actually talks about these two opposites that are that are also part of what what hap what's happening right now. I mean, that you can also feel very, very, very sad about what's going on, and that's something that you can also be able to celebrate. Yeah. At the same time, I mean, the sadness itself about what's happening shouldn't be like a glooming effect that exactly like what, like you said, immobilizes everyone and no one can do anything about mm. it. And I think there is also sadness in the film in the um, if plants could cry, mm -hmm. the whole water cycle would be in a chaos. Mm -hmm. And also, I think in the in the final section, um, when we're um, celebrating um, and we list all the things we celebrate and um, remembering things at the end, and remembering the first drop of rain after a long heat, uh, long drought um, the, and remembering the floods. I think, you know, for certainly here in Greece, it, it's become even more um, strong, that feeling, because of what happened last year with the fires and the heat waves. And I think in a lot of places in the world, that's the case. Um, and you know what happened in Northern Europe with floods. So it's like it's trying to hold our awareness of that there and allow ourselves to be sad, but also to celebrate. Um, yeah. I, I, I'm glad we got into this because I was wondering why it, you guys felt it important to include that large conversation in the film. Cause you, you know, it's like a lot of the film is this discussion and this back and forth between these two sides. And it's, you know, you could have made 10 minutes of just a dance sequence. So is this, <laughs> is this conflict why you wanted to include that dialogue in the film? Yeah, I think to bring out those two sides, really, which I don't necessarily think are exactly sides mm. in reality, mm -hmm. um, but also to bring out the relationship um, in the film between me and Alexia, um, because we're really good friends in real life as well. And um it, one of the things I'm interested in is, is about um, bringing out how important friendships are and communities are and um, how 
our relationships with each other is so central to being able to deal with the situation we're in. And so although that conversation, some of it's quite technical and sciencey and all of that kind of stuff, um, and some of it's also referring to um, the research project we've been connected to, but it's a, lo- it's a lot about the relationship. And you did a lot of work with us when you were directing on, the, on, on that kind of side of things, which was great. It was, you know, because I told Kate, Kate, I don't understand anything about water molecules. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I'm trying to, but like, where's the relationship here? And this was like, here is the relationship. I was like, ah, you know, <laughs> now I can, you know, visualize this. I mean, it was, for me, it was also, it worked like a, a vehicle to understand uh, the whole project better because that conflict that in the end they're still disagreeing about stuff but they're still doing it together and i think that was for me the core of the film like collective action that you know many times we disagree a lot with each other about like you know taking action and going out in the streets or like you know Mm. be radical i mean there's there are so many different ways of doing stuff but the fact that people even if they disagree, they come together and they do it. I think it's the only kind of way that you can still, you know, fight against what's happening. And so for me, that was really a really important factor of, you know, uh, Kate's script. And I focused on that. Yeah, I, and I think it really, it really helped us quite a lot to work out, like, how to express something of the more personal side of it. Um, and the other thing I'd say about the the kind of community of people who came together to do that is um, most of the people, in fact, nearly all the people there are not involved in um, any kind of eco-activism. And so one of the things that's really important to me is to work creatively with people who are not already engaged in um, action of any sort, um, apart from you. <laughs> like you're the first person I've worked with for ages who's actually like really engaged in activism um so so that yeah there were people there who came together to do the film who really hadn't thought so much about um the climate crisis or ecological crisis um and and obviously there were people who thought about it quite a lot but you know that kind of in-between place where I think we find ourselves sometimes where we're like oh this is really bad I don't know what to do um and so it was a nice, it was really nice to bring different people together. Mm-hmm. And they learned, I think we all learned. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, the cause of the, pro- even the film crew learned uh, about what's happening, what, what, what the cause of this film is. And for me, I always say it in film crews that even if just the film crew realizes, you know, what the film is about, I mean, when the film is about like something more political or like, mm-hmm. uh, it, for me, it's a success because, you know, you have 20 people now caring about something that they didn't care before because it, you just came together and you did this and maybe they had no idea, mm. but they now do. And that's for me, it's, it's really, it's actually yeah. really touching and really important that it's happening. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I was really wondering, uh, Alkis, how you got involved and introduced to this project. How did you hear about it and what? I know you do do have some previous environmental activism work, so that probably attracted you to the project a little bit. But just walk me through that process. 
I knew Kate from before. Uh, I mean, Kate is um, has been a big help in like reading my scripts and telling me her opinion about them. I I write narrative stuff mostly, uh, so we've kind of collaborated this way. And then Kate came to me right after in the middle of the first lockdown yes. where we met outside in a park like, like <laughs> this, you know this crazy old situation and you know she described the, the project to me and as i told you i was like the the way that you know she put the because i think you told me that you know the world is going to end. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, I didn't say it like that. No. <laughs> but I want to do something. <laughs> I mean, and it was like that contradiction that I was like, the fact that she had, you know, that knowledge about how bad can possibly things go and still wanted to do something that wasn't, you know, gloomy. For me, it was, I was hooked and I was like, yeah, let's do this. And and we did it pretty fast. I mean, it yeah, wasn't, yeah. Sure. it was also this need of everyone to be creative because like for four months, also film people and film industry, we weren't doing anything. And it yeah. was like the first thing I did again after the first lockdown and all of our collaborators, they were like, let's do this, you know, right away. I mean, uh, Everyone was very happy that we're again going out and again going to start filming and be creative and, you know, mm. it happened really, really fast, really fast. Really yeah, fast. Yeah. And I mean, it was also, and we did everything, everything was outside. So a, a lot of films couldn't have happened in, in that period um, because of obviously um, rules around indoor work. But because of all the rehearsals were outside, or, you know, everything was filmed outside, you know, so it, it, it was. It felt very freeing in a way. Mm. And um, it started smaller also. Like yeah. we were like, let's go and do it in a park uh, in the center of Athens that has lots of space. And then we started brainstorming. <laughs> and I was like, what if we go to a lake? And it was, it was like, Kate was like, where? And I was like, we're going to find the lake. And then we started, you know, making it bigger and bigger and bigger. Mm. And we struggled with the budget a lot. But, yeah, you know, it was tough. It was tough. But everyone was so into it so you know when people are into it you can do things very low budget and that's the great things with diy filmmaking and low budget filmmaking for me sure. it was very dancing yeah um and i was so happy to find like that um lake as well which we went you you went out um with, with petros with our cinematographer yeah. yeah um and they found like two or three different places that they thought might be great and this was like when i went out with you guys like, it was just like oh like this is amazing because not only has it got this beautiful lake and the hills behind but it's also got agricultural land and so one of the things that um i'm quite interested i've been working with um water agri and they're looking at um sustainable water use in agriculture and so that for me was like oh right so we've got everything here i mean <laughs> like it's everything um and it was it was just it was lovely really beautiful place to be mm. yeah i was wondering what went into choosing that location because it really did seem to fit so much so so much of what the film was going for so well and especially i don't know if this was 
on the location or if this was on the editing or a little bit of both, but the film had a very warm and ambient visual tone as well as kind of a warm and slightly ambient oral tone as well. Uh, I was wondering if that was intentional or not. It was pretty intentional, I have to say. I mean, also the, the film was kind of built around the location in the end. I mean, we kind of choreographed also uh, how they're going to take their place in the location based on this lake because we wanted to kind of cover all of the angles around because all of the angles were useful, which I mean, and also would say a different thing, which is very rare in a location mm. that this would happen. And then we went there in the middle of the summer and we, wa- we, we were like that middle of the summer in terms of light is very challenging as you may know but we were like we're gonna go with it and use all these golden undertones that you know the fields have and use how the sun is reflecting the water so we kind of took all of this difficulty and made made it work you know for the film i mean in a different situation we if everyone weren't that happy to do it the cinematographer would be like this is suicide mission let's not go under the sun and do it you know <laughs> that's that's no but kind of... yeah i mean it was very it was very hot um, <laughs> it was very hot <laughs> but, um, and i mean but it, it was just so it was so beautiful and i mean i i think that like petros uh, the cinematographer he he made that that kind of work really, mm-hmm. um, and I was pretty amazed when um, we looked at the footage. We also worked a lot on the on the coloring in the end mm. to save these undertones and this golden green, uh, mm. you know, mood of the film. We kind of saturated some stuff and worked a lot on how to have this cohesive uh, feeling from the beginning to the end because. We were shooting for many hours and we wanted it to feel like it was a 10 minutes uh, yeah. live conversation, you know? Yeah. Uh, I love those overshot head, uh, those overshot shots as well. Um, Overhead shots. That'd probably be a good way to put it. Uh, it was so nice to kind of represent those, especially hexagonal shapes yeah. that you had going on at the end to just get that full view. I know that especially... Uh, if you were watching in person, it'd probably be a little bit harder to see just straight up. So that was kind of a good advantage of the shooting process as well. But I did, you were reminding me when you're talking about, I know you're talking about the end of kind of like the film process, but you're reminding me with that talk at the end about how at the end credits post picnic, you guys have clips of, I'm, I'm guessing, external people doing the dance as well. Would you guys want to tell me a little bit about how those clips came about? Yeah, I mean, they're, they're all people who've been connected to the process in different ways. And um, we really wanted, so the, the guy who's on his own dancing in a little alleyway um, is the composer um, who wrote the music. And uh, so he's the musician in the Waters Attracts to Water project generally. And then um, the, um, the people in the kind of green, very light place um, are all the, they're all the scientists working on the, um, water sustainability project um, based in Sweden and so they did the dance together and, and filmed it and sent it to us which is really they, they, they had a very good time 
Um, and um, and then the um, the end the of the end film crew is, is us yeah. at the rap party doing it in the middle of the center of Athens, like, <laughs> because we knew the dance by then because we very filmed well. it, you know? <laughs> so we knew it very yeah. well. <laughs> but it was that idea that had that you know we wanted kind of to in, to show that this dance could happen anywhere and it's like a pretty easy dance to get a grip of and that it would be nice for this dance to, you know, for people to start using their bodies and like celebrating with this exact way water. I mean, that was the initial idea. And it is, it is. Um, It's going to be danced in uh, Manchester in um, October, hopefully. Um, So like the actual dance itself will then be part of kind of arts engagement stuff and um, like connected with workshops and stuff like that. So it's going to, it's going to be danced by the river. Yeah, okay, so I feel like this is a great question to ask as we're kind of, you know, nearing the end here. How could, if viewers watch this dance and they see, the, you know, all oh, this involvement going on at the end and they also want to get involved, what could they do to kind of, you know, learn this dance and keep sharing it among other people? Well, what we actually need to do, which we haven't done yet, is we need to put the dance instruction videos yes. on the website and then people can. We um, filmed the steps, we filmed yeah, Alexia, yeah. the other actress, doing all of the steps one by one. Yeah. So if if we ever find time to upload them, we need people, to do it. people yeah, are yeah. going to have like the chance to actually learn the dance you know, on their own and like share it with people or dance it with people but also i want to one of the things i want to do is is kind of um at some point set up a a multi-country dance so that it happens in lots of different places and so um uh, international water day is on march the 22nd and um this year probably going to do something in athens um, but maybe sometime in the future i'd like to do like a big dance and so we have a kind of simultaneous dance in lots of different places because it's actually quite a good way of um, engaging like in terms of action and activism as well, because um, it, it's something that a lot of people can do together and that has a very nice kind of feeling and celebration, but that can kind of fit with raising awareness about particular issues around water in different places. Um, so that's kind of the other thing is, is thinking about how that can fit with activism as well. A good incentive to stay updated then and keep in the loop for what's going on. And then I just had one final question for you guys as well, which is just what would you most like for viewers to take away watching this film? What would be really like your main thesis that you would hope to get across? Um, Just to go out and walk somewhere um, in a natural space to look at the water, to look at the movement of the water around you and to give yourself a little bit of time um, and to to be with the world that we're part of, to value the world that we're part of and to take that into whatever um, action you want to be taking in relation to the kind of ecology and climate crisis. And I think that's such an unavoidable precedent before you could get any meaningful action done. You first have to get meaningful 
care and investment, emotional investment in the thing that you're fighting for first. This has been an amazing talk. Thank you so much for spending your time with me today. It's been such a pleasure speaking to both of you and also so much fun. So I just want to thank you again. No, it's been a pleasure. Thank Thank you so so much. much. Y'all enjoy the rest of your week. Thank you so much again.